Welcome friends to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got a crazy story of revenge against someone who used to be a best friend. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is cheating on a cheater. On a thread of the most hilarious relationships I've been in, this one takes the cake. For context, I'm a 32-year-old male, my ex-girlfriend is 30, and the third party member is 29. All of this also took place two years ago. For most of my young adult life, I was what people considered a freak boy. I personally think I was just strict with the fact that I didn't want to be in relationships with any of the people I hooked up with. I was in my prime and didn't want to be held down by anyone. During that time, I noticed that I liked to be with party girls. Women who were considered promiscuous and wild by society. I went to raves a lot and I always hooked up with one or more girls by the end. I liked them because they knew how to be transparent when they felt attraction. With calmer girls, I had to chase them into admitting that they even find me cute and even longer to get them into my bed. I didn't have a lot of strength for that. I met Ray, my now ex, at a rave and I was rolling hard when she walked to my line of sight and she had on a light up outfit that caught my eye and I was able to focus on it and get down from my very intense high. Later that night, I found her and flirted a bit, thanking her for saving my life with her outfit before proceeding to ask her out for a drink. I kid you not, she lectured me on the downsides of attending raves and how she thought lowly of men who took party drugs recreationally men who spoke to women in public gatherings like I was doing, and men who were much taller than her. It was confusing me in the moment, but later on she explained that it was her way of saying that she was attracted to me as well. I did leave the rave with her number, which I still don't know how I managed to pull off, and we started to get to know each other. One of the first things I noticed was that she was a very intense feminist. I mean, I consider myself a feminist, not just because I have a mother, sisters, and female cousins and friends, but because I'm sickened by society's stupid rules that affect women even more. I'm all for equality and equity and I try to make it obvious when dealing with other people. But Ray was more than just a feminist. She strongly leaned toward being a misandrist, hating men just because, and being pretty obvious about it. For our first date, she wanted a daytime date and picked a restaurant pretty close to my workplace. When we met, I found out that we worked just two buildings away from the restaurant on either side. She was really pretty, so I remember not really listening while she ranted about things. I'm not even being derogatory. She was actually complaining about a lot of things, which I don't think is ideal for a first date. I only recall her saying that she never had sex on the first date and then me asking her if she wanted to change it, and then us ditching work for the rest of the day and going over to mine to smoke and hook up. Our relationship didn't last very long, but it was really hot because we got to explore a lot with each other. Other than that, Ray wasn't a very good listener. She wanted her boundaries respected while disrespecting everyone else's. She judged smokers, but whenever she was over at mine, I went through my stashes two times faster because she smoked so much. She was a completely different person around her friends, another person with her co-workers, and then she let it all go with me. While I liked that she was herself with me, she was not a very good person. Our relationship became a little weird when she and her best friend stopped speaking because she, Ray, 
Mr. Birthday and, instead of apologizing, brought up everything her best friend had done in the 15 or so years that they had been friends. I witnessed the entire thing and was horrified. After the call ended, she tried to explain that it wasn't her fault, and I tried to tell her that it was and she needed to apologize. She got mad at me and stormed out of my apartment, refusing to speak to me for days on end. Now, I'm a very patient person and I don't mind apologizing for the sake of peace, but I also know when someone's being a complete jerk and needs to get a grip. After four days of ignoring my texts and calls, Ray came to my apartment after work in tears, telling me that she apologized to her best friend via text and got blocked, asking me if I was happy because I'd made her lose her best friend. It was weird, but I had to be comforting because she was hyperventilating, and I didn't want a panic attack to ensue. After she was done crying, I tried to speak about the matter, but she shut me out completely. We were about six months into the relationship, and we suddenly began drifting apart. She responded to my texts pretty late or not at all, stood me up on our dates, and barely even spoke to me in general. This made me feel very bad. Anyone would feel the same if their girlfriend suddenly started ignoring them. It also bruised my ego badly because I knew my worth, and Ray was treating me like a piece of crap. I would never do the same to her, and that gave a different kind of sting. After much thinking, I decided that an entire relationship wasn't worth throwing out, and I tried hard to win my girlfriend back. I sent flowers to her and handwritten letters and invites to lunch every day for three days, but I didn't get a response. Keep in mind that I wasn't at fault in any way, but I just wanted to save my relationship. It didn't seem like Ray wanted the same because on my way to catch her after work, before she went home, I saw her leaving with a lady. They didn't see me, but I walked a short distance with them until they disappeared into a car and kissed each other. It wasn't rocket science to see that Ray was cheating on me. It was hilarious because it hadn't been up to two whole weeks since we started having our issues and she was already replacing me? On my way back to my apartment, I came up with the perfect plan to make Ray pay. Wild as I was, I had never considered cheating on a partner. In the early days, she also condemned cheaters with me, but I learned the hard way that she was just a hypocrite. It didn't take long to find Ray's new girlfriend on Facebook, and I saw that she played tennis on Saturdays. There was no way that Ray would ever be caught dead doing any kind of sports or exercise. So I found myself there and began flirting with her. We'll call her Fran. It wasn't hard to get attracted to Fran because she was the exact kind of girl I used to go for. A wild partier with a knack for adventure. The very first weekend after we met, she dragged me off to a music festival and a rave house party after. I didn't sleep for two whole days. It was insane. I nearly forgot that I was just trying to give Ray a taste of her own medicine until she messaged me asking to see. My guess was that Fran had started to slowly get bored of their fling and she remembered that she had a boyfriend somewhere in New York. It was hilarious because Fran and I were now texting non-stop and I was thoroughly enjoying it. When Ray and I met, she gave the parody of an apology and admitted to missing getting free weed out of me. I won't lie, I zoned out for half of the conversation, realizing after we had parted ways that I was completely over her. I still had the intention of making her rethink her entire life, so I had to be interested in what she had to say. 
It wasn't difficult because I had a short-lived hard drug addiction phase where I went into college every day for about a month, high off my mind but still high functioning. I had the art of pretending to be present down to a T. Ray knew she messed up, so she was a lot less judgy and extra nice to me, even asking me one time how my day went and listening for a while before interrupting. Fran, on the other hand, was such a fun listener. She let me know that she'd been diagnosed with ADHD as a child, so she would interrupt conversations a lot. Even when she did, she never forgot to circle back to the original conversation with a ton of apologies. Listening to her speak was nice and I never felt the need to zone out. She kept me interested in laughing. As we got closer, I started to dig information about Ray out of Fran. It turned out they were regular sex partners the entire time we were together, as Ray always claimed she was single, denying the legitimacy of our relationship. I can't tell you how stupid I felt, but I knew that I had to put everything into making sure that Ray was just as hurt as she hurt me. For a few weeks, I became the evilest version of myself, giving as much attention to Ray as she needed. I agreed with her on everything, even the completely baseless ones. She was getting pretty invested in the relationship again, and we were nearing our six-month anniversary, so I decided that it was the perfect time to execute my plan. I invited Fran over to mine for dinner and a smoke sesh that was definitely going to escalate into something else after Rhea texted me to say that she needed to come over to talk about something important. I left her on red and got to my house ready for Fran. Halfway through the smoke sesh, Fran and I started to make out. We were both half clothed by the time Ray got to mine. She had a key so she unlocked the door herself and walked into a shirtless Fran on top of me. We were really high, so it was hilarious watching Ray cry and call us names. She eventually stormed out while Fran and I hooked up. I really thought that was the end of Ray and me until she called two weeks later to have a conversation for Clarity. It turned out that Clarity was just her asking us to move in together in my apartment because she thought we were perfect for each other and wanted to take our relationship to the next level. She said that she didn't mind that I cheated and was willing to overlook it all and take me back. This was the point where I let her know everything I ever thought about her, using some very colorful expletives to explain just how I felt about our entire sham of a relationship. By the end of our conversation, she was in tears, and I was very satisfied. I also let her know that I knew about her cheating on me and that I'd fallen head over heels with Fran, so I didn't need her contacting me again. Another two weeks passed and Fran and I found out she was pregnant with my kid. This was around Christmas, so I got the clever idea to wrap the pregnancy test up like a present and send it to Ray with a mocking note, thanking her for cheating on me with Fran. I think she finally had enough because she blocked me on everything, and last I heard, she moved cities. Fran and I got married in February of the next year, and we now have our one-year-old son and another little one on the way. To some, what I did to Ray was heartless, but I think she deserved it because I'm so sure I wasn't the first person who she had screwed over and hoped she would just get away with it just like that. Hopefully, I will be the last. Do you think that somebody like Ray in this situation who went and was probably a repeat serial cheater and liar like that, that ended up having this level of revenge turned against them, would still be likely in future relationships to still cheat? Once a cheater, always a cheater? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I slept with my best friend's boyfriend. I know I'm going to get a lot of judgment for this, but I honestly don't care. I don't regret what I did at all. If I get the chance to do things over, I'll do it again. 
My best friend was the first person I met in college. She was kind and gentle, or so I thought. We became close, and it wasn't until we became very close that I saw for myself what a terrible person she was. I was bullied all through high school because of my size, so I had walls around me. I wanted to just go to college, focus on studying, and never have any friends. I had friends in high school, but they hurt me so much that I was terrified of being friends with anyone. My best friend. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It was nice to me when we met. She offered to show me around campus and even took me out for lunch. She was just a year ahead of me and told me all she thought I needed to know. She also checked in on me after I settled in my dorm room to make sure I was doing okay. I had never really been paid that much attention and concern by someone who wasn't my family all my life. People mostly just looked over me and avoided me. Soon enough, we became quite close. She had other friends, so we all hung out together frequently. My best friend had to be one of the most beautiful girls ever. She was gorgeous. She had a great body and dressed so well. She dreamed of being a stylist or creating highly engaging content about styling on Facebook. She already did that, though she didn't have a lot of followers at the time. Sadly, despite how pretty my best friend was, she was still super insecure about her body and looks. The sad thing about conventional and narrow standards of beauty is that it hurts all women, even the women who conform to these beauty standards. She always complained about her body. She avoided carbs like she would get a disease immediately after eating them. Sometimes she gave in and then would hate herself for it. If you wanted to terrify her, you just had to mention that she was gaining weight on some part of her body that would ruin her entire day and maybe even her week. One day, her mom visited and I and her other friend went out with them to lunch. I found out that day why she was so darn insecure. If I had a mom like that, I'd be like that too. Her mom kept complaining about her eating habits asking if she's changed them. She was very uncomfortable and kept asking, Mom, I look good now, don't I? Well, you do look good, her mother finally answered. But we don't want you reverting to old habits, honey. I'm fine, she said. Her mom then turned to me to ask what I was doing to shed some skin. I shrugged and told her I was trying to be fit and eat healthier, but I had no plans to go on some dramatic weight loss journey. Her mom paused and shook her head. She used to be so fat, I could not stand it. I'm glad she took shedding the fat seriously. Look how good she looks now, she said, referring to her daughter and describing by throwing her hands apart how fat her daughter used to be. I was surprised. I didn't know my best friend used to be big. You were big, I asked her, and she looked away in embarrassment. Yes, dear, she was your size and some more. It was just horrible. I was shocked at how her mother kept putting her down. It was crazy. My mother encourages me to eat healthily and that was it. 
I never felt pressure to do anything that I didn't want to do and she never failed to tell me I was beautiful. Despite being a model and being meticulous about her looks, my mom celebrated my size and would always go with me to school to report bullies and demand that school authorities stop the students from bullying me. I stopped telling my mom about the bullies because of how angry she got at them and her endless self-love sermons to me after we had dealt with the issues. When big girls talk about their parents who bully and tease them, I can't relate at all. I even find it difficult to picture, but there I was, seeing one parent who was most likely her daughter's first and biggest bully. I wore a frown all through the meal because I didn't want her mom to ask me any further questions about my weight. The next time I saw my best friend after that strange encounter with her mom, I asked her about it. Her mother and two other siblings teased her about her weight all her life. And as soon as she got out of high school, she signed up for a weight loss program and that was how she got rid of all the weight. Her mom said she was bigger than me, but when my best friend showed me an old picture, she was nowhere near being as big as I was. She was just a little round in the middle. She also told me about what it was like being a big girl in high school. She was bullied just like I was, but her family never stood up for her and she never stood up for herself. Many of the kids at school did try to get to me, but I always fought them off and when I couldn't, I told my mom who would hurry to the school the next day to see the principal and demand that their parents are invited. I felt bad for her and I understood why she was so insecure about her body. That conversation brought us closer. We hung out even more than her other friends. Her roommate had a rich boyfriend with a fancy apartment just outside the campus, so she was barely ever around. I started to spend the night on her roommate's side of the room and soon after, we were best friends. As our friendship progressed, I noticed that my friend would always try to put me down before everyone. I knew she was doing that because she was insecure about herself and I allowed her to get away with it for that reason. I knew it was a stupid thing to do, but I did it anyway. While I'm quite reluctant about letting people in and being close friends with them, I was an extrovert. I was quite funny and fun to hang around, so naturally people loved to hang out with me. This didn't sit well with my best friend. Whenever we were together, she was cool and alright, but the minute someone else comes in, especially if that person was a boy, she would start making jokes about my large chest and big thighs or she would make fun of my hair. I had pink and blue hair all through college. I allowed my best friend to talk about me in that manner for so long that I soon started to feel bad about my body and weight. By the time I was in my third year, my confidence had been affected. It was hard to simply just stay away from her because she wasn't all bad. She was a cool friend but sometimes behaved herself as though she was intimidated by me. Still in my third year, I met this very cute guy at a meeting. He was tall, handsome and very smart. I had a huge crush on him and all my friends knew about the crush I had on him, including my best friend of course. I was devastated when one day, my best friend and I were just leaving the library and he saw us. He came over to say hello and I introduced him to my best friend and they became inseparable ever since. He would visit her and she would visit him. Soon enough, they started dating and got into a relationship. This didn't sit well with one of our other mutual friends. She was mad at my best friend for dating my crush, and they even argued and fought over it. I guess she stopped being so angry about it because I wasn't angry about it and I never confronted my friend. Truth is, being a big girl, I'm used to guys liking my friends and choosing them over me. It wasn't the first time a guy I liked would look over me and like my friend, but this was the first time that my friend would date a guy knowing that I liked him. 
It hurt me, but I was so used to not always getting the guys I wanted that I just accepted what had happened. Since he'd become my best friend's boyfriend, we hung out a lot with the other people in our circle. We attended parties together and whenever my best friend was visiting, he would come to my place to check in on her and see how she was doing. I was just getting over it, but I noticed that whenever I was around her and this guy, she would start getting all touchy-feely with him. She would touch and kiss him and randomly say she loves him. I could tell each time that he was uncomfortable with the excessive public display of affection, but he played along. I just knew that my friend was doing it to get to me because it became really excessive and almost irritating. Also, she would randomly point out my flaws whenever her boyfriend was around. Once, we were discussing low-necked tops, and she talked about how she didn't like to show cleavage. Her boyfriend then said I seem to enjoy showing cleavage. She rolled her eyes and said, not. Her breasts are just too large and hard to control. She could, like, wear a normal top and her cleavage would, like, pop out. It was embarrassing. Her boyfriend laughed to mask the awkwardness, but it was super obvious that he wasn't comfortable with her comment. I wasn't comfortable either. I was embarrassed in fact, but I wasn't one whose face flushed easily. I knew just how to mask my emotions perfectly, so I laughed it off too. I honestly just planned to simply cut her off, but I decided against it. I decided that I was going to do something even more painful. I reached out to her boyfriend and told him that my then boyfriend had broken up with me. The truth was, the guy I called my boyfriend and I were not even exclusive. We'd gone on a couple of dates and hooked up, but it was never official. I ended things with him, so it all looks real. We used to be friends before he started dating my friend anyway, so he was all sad for me and said he was going to come over and cheer me up with a funny TV show. He came over to my room that evening, and we were going to watch as many episodes of Friends as we could. Just as he was trying to get everything set up, I kissed him. He froze and didn't kiss me back. I ordinarily would have been embarrassed about it, but I wasn't. I knew he would come around, I just sensed it. I stopped kissing him and went back to my reading table, and just as soon as I did that, he dropped his computer on my bed, came over and kissed me. We spent that night making out, talking, watching episodes of Friends, and then pausing to make out again. It was fun. I felt so guilty about it, so I didn't cut my friend off anymore as planned. I'd planned to hook up with him, tell her, and then cut her off. We kept hanging out and acting like everything was normal, but any chance he got, he would come over to my room and we would make out some more. I didn't tell her that I made out with her boyfriend and her boyfriend never spoke about it too, though I caught him checking me out too many times. I decided to be the bigger person. I said I was not going to continue making out with her boyfriend. But one day, I got so mad and reneged on the promise I made to myself. She had her friends and boyfriend over one night, and it was like a live comedy show roast. She and a girl from her class kept making fun of me, and even after I told them to stop, she continued. I did what I'd seen many secret lovers do in movies. I reached out for her boyfriend's toes underneath the table, and we flirted with our feet for the rest of that night. The next day, he came over to my room, and we hooked up. It was glorious. I felt like I had conquered my best friend and the world. We did it many more times that week. When he was with me in my room, he was an amazing guy. I enjoyed his company and loved his presence, but when he was with his girlfriend and me, we avoided each other and barely even spoke. I didn't reveal all that had happened to my best friend until she made a silly comment about me one day. I had an important function to attend and my mom sent me a nice black dress. 
I was trying it on for my best friend and our mutual friends in my room when my friend shook her head and said, This would have looked so good if you didn't have such a large upper body. While your boyfriend loved my upper body just three days ago, I shot back. One of the girls gasped. What did you just say? She asked, her eyes teary. Take it back. I refused. Your boyfriend and I hooked up three days ago, and many days before that. She tried to attack me, but one of our friends stepped in and held her back. She turned to me and said, That was crappy. I laughed dryly. So many times you all sit back and watch her say the most degrading crap to me. Now I do something and you have smoke for me? They all left that evening. The friend who was offended about her dating my crush didn't stop speaking to me, but the rest stopped in solidarity with her. It was only for a while though because they came around later. My best friend and I stopped being friends, of course. She sent many messages cursing me out, but I don't care. I just laughed and didn't reply. Her boyfriend and I stayed friends, but we never hooked up again. I guess it wasn't fun anymore since I wasn't getting back at anyone. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. In a relationship like this, where you're sleeping with somebody who's in a relationship, but that person you're seeing is like the most kind and caring and sweet person, do you think somebody who's actively cheating like that could leave their current relationship and be a loyal partner to somebody else? Or is that a situation where you may enjoy the fling, but you should not allow it to go anything beyond that? I'd like to know what you guys think down in the comments. That said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.